Wow. wow. Hey, y'all, welcome to Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. We're your host, Diamond and Silk, and Silk on Silk. Diamond on Diamond. Okay, so Silk, it's been a long day. I want everybody to know that we are on live tonight, just yes. like we was last night, because somebody emailed and said, are you all live? We are live. We're live tonight. We're here, okay? Yeah. All right, listen, before we get started with the nitty gritty, mm -hmm. I want y'all to stop right now, stop. and I want you to share this broadcast, share this podcast share lindell tv yeah share frank speech i always say every night that sharing is caring sharing is caring sharing is caring hey y'all been praying too yes because some some things some some things have been becoming clear mm -hmm. around here but you know we have to continue to awaken the masses yes we have to continue to awaken the masses so make sure you all share mm -hmm. this is the way we awaken them all yes. right also, shout out to everybody that's watching us on Getter. We love you all over there. Roku TV, Rumble, uh, CTA TV, and also RSBN that stream a lot of our content. Thank you so very Thank much for all. that. Listen, if you have not downloaded the Frank Social app, mm -hmm. go to your app store, download it. It's absolutely free, you free. all. It's absolutely free. Download it. Listen, mm -hmm. I don't believe that a lot of people is watching the mainstream media. No. And if I can get you all to stop watching that three letter media that called it for uh, 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 Biden. Biden, Arizona for Biden, mm -hmm. everything will, will be good because I see some com somebody may have been complicit mm -hmm. over there too. You yeah. see what I'm talking about? A lot of them over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So listen, I can't tell you what to do, but I'm just saying, all right. But shout out to all of you all. Make sure you download the Frank Social app. Mm -hmm. And there's something else I want to say. Let me say something. I hadn't said nothing about our men. Men, I love you all. Yes, yes, yes. I love you all. Yes. But let me tell you what I can't stand. What can't you I stand? I can't stand a passive aggressive person. All right, now. A passive aggressive man. Man, mm -hmm. you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what you're doing. But we're going to look up and some going to be eating your nose off mm. for what you do. You can't be passive aggressive. You can't walk around mm -hmm. passively, then aggressively stabbing somebody in the back. Wow. And if you're doing that, you need to stop that. I don't like passive aggressive behavior mm -hmm. because I'm about fairness. That's right. I'm about, okay, this is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not about that you. passive aggressive stuff. You do stuff because you think you can do it. Mm -hmm. You be cautious how you think you can do it and who you can do it to. Too. Wow. Please be careful how you do things. Because, mm -hmm. see, I'll be watching a lot of things and I'll sit and I'll analyze it and I'll even analyze that person. Wow. Stop being passive aggressive because mm -hmm. it's not cute. It's not cute. It don't look good. It's a turn off. Mm -hmm. And I'm turned off by you. And it makes me lose respect for, for you. you. Mm. So if you are walking around with passive aggressive attendancy or energy, yeah, stop that. Stop it. Cause we can see you. You oh. think we can't see you. We don't wear glasses for nothing. Uh -huh. and, and don't try to downplay us oh. to make yourself feel right here. Mm -hmm. you, you ain't gotta do that. Mm -hmm. Cause we don't want nothing. You got mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we do, This is us. Mm -hmm. We love what we do right here. So I'm just saying to my men, I love you all. Mm -hmm. But if you are exhibiting passive behavior, passive aggressive behavior, mm -hmm. please stop it because we can see it. Yep. And somebody like a diamond gonna call you out. Right on. And out. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But I will call you out and tell you how you're passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like that, and you don't have to be like that to us. No. You see what I'm saying? Not to because you. let me tell you something. Our stuff is worth something too. 
Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm talking about? Don't try to downplay us mm-hmm. to, to lift yourself up because you feel uh, 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 small. Okay, that, I got it on off my chest. Who was that? That was like, we was like incy, wincy, beansy, tiny. Was that Don Lemonhead? I don't know who they it was. was. Talking about Don Lemonhead. Yeah. Passive aggressive behavior. Uh-huh. Listen, you don't have to be passive aggressive just be not with just be with with anybody that's right you don't have to be passive aggressive Uh do what you do go on about your business Mm -hmm. but that passive aggressive behavior if i got something to say i'm gonna say it right out Mm -hmm. i ain't gonna be passive about it i ain't gonna be aggressive about this is what it is this is what i see Mm -hmm. i love you but this is what i see Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that you don't have to but you're gonna keep doing it Mm -hmm. And everybody gonna see you for what you are, cause exactly. I already see you. What you I have are. no, I've lost all respect mm-hmm. for you, and mm-hmm. you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Don't forget about the diamond and sick regimen. You know, you always talk about our skin, mm-hmm. and you always say, you all always say, oh my God, you know, you all look young. Well, we're in our fifties. Mm-hmm. I know we look like we're in our thirties. That's right. So if you want to get the the skincare regimen, go to the diamondandsickstore.com. Mm-hmm. You can get it right there. You all. Um, and use promo code Trump one to get a discount. Mm-hmm. That's the Diamond and Silk skincare uh, regimen. Somebody line. mentioned something about our Trump. Oh, pink. go to DiamondandSilkStore.com. Yeah, you can get it there. You can also get it for half price. That's right. All right, so yeah. go over there and get that from there. Mm-hmm. All right, now listen, we have a great guest tonight. Mm-hmm. With everything, y'all, it is so much stuff going on. Jumping off, and I hope you all are still using your hypochlorous body spray. Oh, yeah. Because what they got going out here, calling it the flu, there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just want y'all to be be mindful, okay? Yeah. So are we ready to get we're, we're ready for them. Okay, okay. Okay, is anybody, okay, we, do I got to address good. everything? Got, everybody good. Everybody good. I love you, man. Just yes, don't be passive aggressive. And, and don't women. be passive aggressive with diamond and silk. Because mm-hmm. you know, y'all know me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure going to call it out. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's bring on the guest. He's headed up a charge to indict Fossey mm. and the rest of the game by putting pressure on our respective state attorney generals mm-hmm. to convene a grand jury to file criminal charges against them for the gain-of-function SARS-CoV-2 virus mm-hmm. they are responsible for creating. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Richard Flemings. Dr. Dr. Richard, Richard, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, ladies, tonight? doing wonderful doing amazing okay so i'm really ready to jump into this conversation Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna start this conversation off i know we got what dr frosty is doing we're gonna talk about that but i want to ask you a question about this havana syndrome is that here in the united states or is that just in other countries um, well, you've got me at a loss there because I, I don't know if that's something new that's coming out or if that's what was in the news about a year ago when they were talking about people uh, experiencing problems and there were questions about whether there were different things going on um, that may or may not have have been intentional. And I don't think we have a very I don't have a good handle on it from the information that I have available. Okay. Um so I guess that would not be a topic I'd be a good <laughs> source of, of okay. information on. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll skip that. All right, Dr. Flemings. In 1984, Fossey started the AIDS research, okay, with the funding of Merit, okay. 1985, he pushed the, he pushed the deadly drug AZT for <clears throat> AIDS experimental vaccine. 1985, he, 
ACT killed hundreds of thousands of people. Should I know you you want to hold him accountable for what's happening when it comes to COVID, but should he be held accountable for the AIDS epidemic as well? Well, that's a good question. I was a medical student at that time, and I remember uh, being thrown into that, unlike the students of today who have been kind of shunned away from the SARS-CoV-2 and COVID patients. Uh, we, we were in the midst of it. I mean, when, we, when I started as a medical student, we were told there were things we'd never see in our life. We saw it. It would be a rarity. And, you know, a couple years into the program, we had this full-blown disease known as uh, HIV or as the virus and then AIDS as the disease. And I was an honor student at Iowa. I actually did a research year. And one of the things I did during that time was to present uh, the world literature that was available on HIV. Uh, mm -hmm. Since that point in time, during the during the last two years, I actually worked with and were was friends with Luc Montagnier, and we were looking at both HIV and some of the treatments that had been applied to it and changes that happened to the virus as a result. And we were looking at the same changes that were happening with the SARS-CoV-2 viruses, uh, with some of the changes like Paxilovid uh, was causing the same types of phenomena. So I've been, unfortunately, very underimpressed with Dr. Fauci's performance uh, since I've unfortunately known him uh, academically for that period of time. I'm, I didn't know him personally. I, I've never spoken to the man personally, although I'm certainly open to having a debate with him at any point in time and seeing him in court. Um, but I think what we're going to find out is that the behaviors of a person tend to be fairly consistent over time. I, I never saw anything that Dr. Fauci came out with that was productive. Now, in holding him accountable for SARS-CoV-2, I can tell you I have 2,300 documents that I have accumulated in the last 35 months. And some of those documents date back to HIV and, and a little bit before that and looking at the research that was done during that time period. So there is a pattern of behavior uh, and research that has occurred throughout that point in time. And it will certainly be something that I, I think the attorneys will bring up in court. And if there's things that he's done at that point in time that we can I think we should hold him accountable for that as well. Absolutely. Okay, so I know you, we, we, you're going out to the charts to indict Fossey and everything, but why are people still walking <clears throat> around like this man is so great and he did a wonderful job when mm -hmm. a lot of the information that he was <clears throat> given to the public, it really didn't make sense. Why didn't they, he didn't push anything like vitamin D, vitamin C, Everything he pushed was like crazy. Go in your house, lock yourself down, max yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, if you put a mask on and don't get no oxygen and your oxygen level drop, then then your body is going to go, it's going to start, uh, 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 your organs going to start falling. Like, you, you know, I, I, I just don't <laughs> understand. And then how is, how you is know, he I, going around and thinking that, you know, continuing to give advice on right. this, on that? But none of the stuff is working. It's working. He, you know, they prancing him around TV because he's about to retire. Is this man a narcissistic? What is wrong with him? Because 
uh, people have died because of the stuff that he said. Yeah. Well, I think as far as the reason why most people still hold the behaviors they do and, and attitudes about Dr. Fauci and others, I think by and large, most Americans, not everybody, but most Americans are trying to do the right thing in a field that you're completely unfamiliar with. I mean, again, let's take an example. A lot of people go around, they say, I have the flu. No, right. you don't. The flu means influenza A or influenza B. So this is a, a, a topic area that most people are not familiar with any information on at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that the vast majority of Americans have done the very best they can to try to not harm other people. I think that's right. why the people have gone wrong with masking, with quarantining, with the vaccine programs that are there, because they are, most of them are doing it because they don't want to hurt somebody else. And the skeptics that up front were looking at things, you know, um, I mean, I'm a skeptic from day one. I'm a physicist, nuclear cardiologist attorney. So I'm about as skeptical, skeptical a human being as you can get. And, you know, after 54 years of research, which is what I'm concluding this year, my take on everything is much different. When somebody says something, I require a large amount of data to validate it. And I'm always astonished that other people in the field aren't doing that. So let's, you know, we'll take a classic example, although it's not what we're going after, but the vaccine. Now, I've read the emergency use authorization documents. They're posted on my website, number 23 and 51. Unfortunately, I know those numbers, and there's 420 papers that are published on there. If you actually look at those documents and you do what a research scientist like I do and you analyze them statistically and you say, look, are the numbers that I'm looking at, are they really significantly different? Is there, I mean, they're different, but are they significantly different? And the astonishing thing is that when you do that and you look at the Pfizer vaccine, it turns out it's not statistically different. There's There are fewer COVID cases, and there's a, maybe one or two deaths that are different. But between the vaccinated and unvaccinated, there's no statistical difference. So it'd be like me saying, I want you to take this drug for something. Now, it's no better than a sugar pill, but I want you to take it. Would you take it? And hopefully you would say no. But if we look at Moderna, that's the same truth rings out. There is no significant reduction in the cases. And if you look at Janssen, that's the one that's the, the Pfizer, or, or the Janssen is the one all of you call Johnson Johnson. That's right. the mm-hmm. DNA adenovirus. And they gave two sets of data. They gave it two weeks after the injection and four weeks. Now, two weeks, and, and I'm honest, I, you know, this is clear what I do is I just simply tell you the truth whether you like it or not. Uh-huh. is that at two weeks, it did show a statistical reduction in COVID cases. However, okay. two weeks later, at four weeks, that difference was gone. So the documents themselves, to me, show that enough data has been accumulated, enough research was done, the results are clear, the VAERS Adverse Events Reporting System 
whether you like those numbers or not, and we can all debate whether it's accurate or not. And I, I would argue that you don't need to because there's 1,500,000 injuries that have already been reported, adverse events. So if you have to put one or two zeros behind that to wrap your brain around a problem, then I'm sorry for you, but I don't need to go there. 1.5 million are more injured Americans than the United States has had injured soldiers in every war we have fought since our inception. And we've been at war all but 18 years. There are 1.1 million dead Americans from COVID, the disease, the virus when it gets bad enough, when there's enough inflammation and blood clotting, as I explained in 1994 at American Heart, will cause an inflammation and blood clotting disease. With HIV, that disease is called AIDS. With cholesterol, that's called coronary artery disease. With viruses, you can have coronary artery disease. And with this virus, viruses, you can get heart disease, strokes, diabetes, cancer, high blood pressure, all explained back in the theory in 94 when I presented it. And the number of COVID deaths in the U.S. to date are over 1.1 million. And that equals the number of deaths the U.S. military has had since our inception as a country. And again, we've been at war all but 18 years. If we look at the VAERS data, there are 32,000 dead Americans following the vaccine. That is more death than we have lost in every war we have ever fought except our five bloodiest. And on a given week, we lose more patients than we lost it. Pearl Harbor, or Twin Towers. So this is a significant harm and death to American citizens that we as a country need to address if we're going to have any integrity as a country. Every time this country has been attacked, we have responded, we have gone after the people who've done it, We have held them accountable, and we have gone to try to help the families that have suffered. Now, everybody knows somebody who has died or has been harmed. And as American citizens, it is contingent upon us to do something about it. And the only way to do this is to hold them criminally liable, and you have to know why they're criminally liable. And the reality is, crimes that were committed were the viruses being made to begin with. And once you recognize that that's the crime and everything else is contingent on that, they're a consequence of that, then you have a different issue as a country that you can deal with. Because if there wasn't a crime up front and you have all these differences of opinion like Fauci is doing right now, You can see as long as the general public is not clear that Mm -hmm. these crimes occurred, then the debates about masking and vaccines, those become arguable because Americans are generally just trying to do the right thing, right? Right, right. And 
I want them to be able to have the knowledge and power and understand that to do the right thing, we have to accept that this time, instead of the bad people being in Nazi Germany, the bad people were in the United States of America. Yeah, United States. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what, oh, Dr. is you mentioned flu. And you mentioned the types of flu virus. There is something going around now that they're calling the flu, but it don't seem like it's acting like the flu. Is this whatever is going around? Will this mess with people' immune systems? Mess with their their white blood cells to call their immune system to break down? What does this here, this flu thing is? That this whatever this is, they're calling it the flu. Right. So there's there's a couple points. To make here. One um, is that there's something going around known as respiratory syncytial virus or RSV. And okay. that's a virus that typically hits younger kids. I mean, I, I've, I've worked emergency rooms in my younger days, you know, moonlighting as a cardiologist and that type of thing. And uh, I've taken care of a lot of these kids and it can be, it can be deadly because it can affect the lungs. But, you know, you, you, there are medications for it, right? We give steroids and we give them on a high dose oxygen and, and humidified oxygen to try to help their breathing and nebulize drugs. In other words, give them drugs into their lungs to help open and relax their airways so they can breathe easier. So that's certainly something that's going around. And then influenza is also noted. One of the important things that I bring to the table is that if there's a presentation I'm doing or a case I'm doing or these 2,300 documents, I'm collecting solid evidence, not opinion. So some oh, of the okay. research that has already been done has shown that individuals who have been vaccinated specifically with Pfizer and Moderna, where we have the most data, have actually been shown to have uh, an effect on our immune system. So there's two parts your immune system. The first part at three to five days is called the innate, I-N-N-A-T-E. These are the T cells and these are the chemicals that get released. And it's because of these chemicals that you feel bad. The runny nose, the headache, the congestion. These are, these are chemicals being released by what's called T cells that attack and try to kill the virus in this case. And cells that are infected by the virus. And then about a week to 10 days, you get the antibodies formed, and that's called the adaptive or humoral immune system. So you get two parts. And when they have looked at the chemicals being made by the T cells or the cells that help with the antibodies, in individuals who've been vaccinated with Pfizer and Moderna, they have been decreased. That's called reprogramming is the, is, the, is the science term for it. So the innate system is getting reprogrammed. It's also been shown that if you vaccinate somebody with uh, Moderna or Pfizer, I think Moderna, Moderna is the one that we have the most data on, and you then try to vaccinate them for influenza, it turns out you can't mount a very good immune response to the influenza. So it's reprogramming our ability to respond to other vaccines that we've been using. And the inference from that is that if you can't make these chemicals to attack influenza or RSV or anything else going around, 
or you have a decreased number of the cells necessary to do that, you have impaired people's ability to deal with other infections. That's right. Whether that's what's causing this increase in numbers, we don't know, but we certainly know the first part, that these vaccines are reprogramming and decreasing the T-cell response, the chemicals produced, and the uh, what's called T-helper-2 cells, which are critical to help make those antibodies. Oh, okay, Dr. Fleming. So what can people do? I mean, is there anything that they can do to keep their immune system up so that that won't happen? Right. So one of the things, you know, as a cardiologist, I spent a, a number of decades dealing with the types of foods you should eat, the lifestyle you should be living, the things that were critical to understand to maintain a healthy body, a healthy heart, and it turns out clearly a healthy immune system. So one of the things you can do, your listeners can go, and I don't sell things. I, I don't, I, look, I, I'm not here to sell you anything. I don't have a product. I have a book, but I don't even try to sell that because I just, I, it, it's, it's a disconnect in my brain and I'm not good at it. So um, if you go to Fleming, if you go to Fleming Method, so just one M in Fleming, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, method, M-E-T-H-O-D, all put together, no spaces, you'll, you'll find a webpage that I've put together for a lot of things that I, research I have done over the 54 years. But if you go to the left-hand column and you click on it, you can it'll open some tabs and one says SARS-CoV-2 because that's the viruses. Click on that and you can scroll down and you'll see um, what you should be getting for your immune response right up front if you're just an everyday regular person, what you should do if you feel like your immune system's being taxed, you know, you're stressed and you've been around somebody who's been infected, like me all the time. Um, what and, and, and there's regimens that we actually did research, published it, measured results using a patent that I have that allows us to measure what's happening inside the body to the best of my knowledge, it's the only patent that exists that does this. And we used it, we did it free for this research because that's the only way it's gonna be done. And I just thought we need to do the research. So mm -hmm. there are drug treatments that we measured that we know work. Those have been published in peer reviewed medical journals. They were presented at the American Society of Nuclear Cardiology Conference on the 8th of September in Orlando. Um, first time, I think, multiple drugs have been looked at and presented at a medical conference because, again, we've all been quiet and not going to conferences for two years. It was just referred to in the, uh, uh, I, I think it's the Annals of Internal Medicine, it's the Green Journal, number mm -hmm. one journal in internal medicine, where they were talking about uh, human papillomavirus, and the people who wrote that paper referenced both the theory that I originally talked about in 94 and published in a textbook in 99 and then our treatment regimen. And then, uh, so it's getting out there and then you can scroll down for vaccinated individuals and shedding where we don't have the type of data I like to have, but I kind of felt like we were being pushed and people were asking. So I let them know what we were looking at in other countries. So that's available too. So it, it kind of lays out the dose of the different vitamins and minerals that the people can take. And then, you know, obviously eating healthier 
exercising, getting the weight down. You know, one of the problems um, that, that we had with quarantining was people quit going out, quit exercising, ate more, drank more, uh, probably smoked more. Um, and did all the things that actually worsened their health uh, instead of improving their health, which was kind of the antithesis of what was needed to be done. Um, I think right up front, you know, when when these viruses got released, and, and I keep saying viruses because the PCR data that we have uh, shows that there were three different viruses that Barrick and Xi Zheng Li and Peter Dazak and Fauci and the Department of Defense are all involved with um, that mm-hmm. match all the PCR data for SARS-CoV-2. So these viruses, when they when they originally got out, I think the honest upfront thing for for Fauci and the others to have done was to say, ladies and gentlemen, um, look, I know you're not going to be happy with us, but you know we thought we were doing this in the best interest of the country. Otherwise, you'd build it in China. It's beyond me, but. Um, I mean, you know, we were working at in other places in the country and, um, you know, I, even last year uh, as a physicist, there were people trying to recruit me to Port Detrick as a physicist to work on viruses that were being funded by NIAID. So mm-hmm. they're doing that research. Um, so those health, you know, all the healthy you, things that we talked to you about. Go ahead. Let me ask you this question. So. The gain-of-function research, we understand that that was done, all right? Mm-hmm. But is that in the virus or is it in the vaccine, the thing that they call the vaccine or is it in the thing that they call the virus? Mm-hmm. Or is it in both? Right. So right. So it's the virus that they did the gain-of-function in. The argument is, is that that violates the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty, number mm-hmm. one. So it's a violation of a treaty, which under Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution makes it illegal. Illegal. Um, It's also a violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 175, which was a federal code law that statute added on top of that by the federal government due to the Terrorism Act. And Section 175A says, the government, if a biological weapon is released on the citizens of the U.S., must come in and intervene on behalf of the people. So they have violated that as well. And then at the state wow. level, it's murder, attempted murder, manslaughter, reckless manslaughter, assault, battery in those states, false imprisonment, coercion, the list goes on. Now, it's clearly the viruses. However, here's the clear argument that goes to the next step. If the vaccine, and that's what they are, they're drug vaccine biologics, um, which means you inject something in the body to cause a reaction. I think we would all, all agree that's what's going on. Things are being injected in the body, causing a reaction. So mm-hmm. that's the definition, um, the scientific definition. And the argument is very simple. Clearly, they violated the law. Clearly, they broke treaty, federal law. They've, they've killed Americans, they've maimed Americans, and then you can take the list from there, you know, with, with all the other financial issues that go along with that. If the drug vaccine biologics are the code sequence of a virus, that code sequence is gain of function, 
Well, you don't have to be a physicist like me to put this together and say, well, if that's a biological viral weapon, then the codification of that in a vaccine is also the same viral weapon, right? Right. Okay. Um, So I don't think you have to be overly, you know, that's just, look, my dad had an eighth grade education. My mom at 12th grade, they had enough common sense that I, I typically just think, what would my parents say about something? And that's usually the starting point for me um, when I'm, when I'm sorting it through. And I think this is very clear cut, you know? It's very clear cut. You can call it how you see it on our show. We're on Lindell TV, frankspeech.com. So we tell the truth over here. But another nefarious thing that I also see is the fact that illegal aliens are crossing our borders illegally and they're not being required to take the jab. They're not being required to get tested. But the American citizens, they want Americans to take this technology that is abs- that I feel is not doing much for the body or is not, you know, being af- affected as a, a, a vaccine or the definition of a vaccine, which is supposed to stop you from catching what you're getting vaccinated against. So that's something else of fear is that I see. One thing, another thing I wanted to just circle back around to, you know, you talk about your research and different things that you do. And I remember earlier on in 2020, we had plenty of prophylactics out here that could help people, help save people's life, like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, right? So do was there really a reason for a uh, emergency use to even be uh, implemented if we already had things that could have saved lives anyway. Right. Um, so when President Trump in January of 2020 uh, issued emergency declarations, he changed kind of the environment that we're living in. Um, he, he put in the everything into place that allowed these emergency situations to be activated. And that's what allowed the EUA uh, documents to be activated. Now, one of the things that I tell people, and, you know, again, I just say, please listen to my entire statement, uh, because I know that certain words are just emotionally um, uh, targeted for people. One of the things that I think people should do is to say, hooray, they, they, they said remdesivir is a useful drug. And the reason for that, see, I saw you, I saw your faces and I know everybody's mm-hmm. thinking that. The reason yeah. for that is the fourth step of the fourth step of the EUA is that it states there can be no drug available to be used. So right. when they authorized remdesivir, they just gutted the EUAs by definition and nobody has called them to task on that. Okay. Now, we looked at remdesivir. It was one of the drugs we looked at, and it performed uh, well in 28.1% of the cases. Now, so if you were somebody who got remdesivir and, and you, you got better, you think this stuff is gold, okay? I mean, this is true of any drug. The problem is twofold. Because of the way I did the research, we measured multiple drug regimens on top of each other. And one of the things that we saw was that when remdesivir was combined with some other drugs, people got worse. 
<clears throat> nobody mm -hmm. else took that data to report because nobody else did a quantitative measure of the tissue to see the changes. The second thing is, if you can get better, stay the same, or get worse with the drug, that's a 33 and a third, a 33 and a third, and a 33 and a third percent chance, which means that it actually underperformed chance, right? 28.1 mm -hmm. is less than 33 and a third. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we just simply reported the data on it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's not what I consider a useful drug. The problem is, is that the virus and the drug both cause the same type of harm to the body. So if you're getting both, how do you know which one is causing the harm? Now, we did not look at ivermectin. We did look at hydroxychloroquine. We did look at some other regimens and we reported on the results. And we actually saw people, um, 100% is what we saw in outpatients who got a combination of primaquine, hydroxychloroquine, and clindamycin. That, you know, if you do that on enough people, somebody's going to break through, right? I mean, n nothing is 100%, nothing 0% on this planet. So right. we re-reported drug combinations. And here's one of the things that I want to uh, speak out to the medical community on. You know, I talked about the fact we published the research. I talked about the fact that Green Journal has quoted it and quoted my, my theory from 94. Um, right. So that people start wrapping their brains and using the entire concept because calling it cytokine storm is the same thing as saying, I have four tires, therefore I have a car. Now you sit in the middle of four tires and try to go somewhere, it's not going anywhere. You have four tires. So cytokines are only part of it. And to say it's cytokine storm is kind of like saying, well, I have four tires, so now I have a car. Um, it's only part of the picture. The group at the American Society of Nuclear Cardiology, when they reviewed the data, very mm -hmm. kindly said it was the best presentation they saw. But the more important thing they said was, wow, those drugs work. They didn't mm. say, wait a minute, you're telling us drugs work that we're told don't work. They said, okay, there's objective measured data. These drugs work. You know, Barrick himself has a paper, it's one of the 2300 I have, where he right. commented on the fact that zinc was useful for coronavirus. Right. Now his name's on that paper, right? So it's gonna be fun to see him respond to this in court when we when we get to these types of questions because I know mm -hmm. I know I know the documents. Um right. yeah. and it, and it's it's always hard if you've got something with your name on that you published and you don't have a good response to it, particularly if you can't remember the right. paper probably. But, um but Lo and behold, still lo and behold, Dr. Flemings, if you have the pro those prophylactics, if you have those different uh, uh, items up there that was even FDA approved for malaria or other viruses or, or, the, uh, or other disease, we had something already in uh, uh, at hand that we could use versus <clears throat> the, going to get a emergency use authorization for some drugs where a lot of these people are connected yeah. to patent and so forth. And so once again, I ask, 
was there a real truthful reason to even have to go and get an emergency use authorization if we already had what we need at hand? Right. Because even down to the monoclonal antibodies, the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, a lot of other uh, different things that we already have in hand, a lot of that stuff is being restricted right now by this regime. So was it even a reason to have to bring on remdesivir and all of this other different stuff if we already had prophylactics right here at in our in our hands? Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, understand the question. So let me let me respond to it again. I'm just straightforward and honest with people. And right. and uh, I don't I don't believe in using drugs prophylactically. Okay. okay. I don't believe in giving you chemotherapy to try to prevent you from having cancer. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in putting you on a statin to prevent you from ever having an elevated cholesterol level. I don't believe on giving you diabetic, diabetic medications to prevent you from ever developing diabetes. I, I don't believe in that. I do. That's why we have posted, you know, look, these are the vitamins and minerals that we know help your, support your immune system. This is what you should be doing. Then once you get infected, you know, in the research we did, about half the people chose to not take any drug treatment right up front, and 60% of them got better in three days with no drugs at all. So right. I'm a firm believer in supporting your immune system with vitamins and minerals and a healthy diet and a great lifestyle. I'm not a firm believer in adding a drug to that, independent upon what anybody may be saying about it, because if you don't have a problem and you take a drug, and you later don't have a problem. Did you not have a problem because you weren't going to have a problem or because your body was going to deal with it or because of the drug? You don't know. What I can tell you is that there's no drug that we've ever put into a human body that hasn't had some type of side effect. Side effects, so, yeah. Yeah. From that okay. point of view, I never argue for, for, for a prophylactic like that, except for the love of God, do the things I've told you to do for decades, you know, that I thought, you know, I, I'd beaten to death, which is eat right, exercise, healthy right. lifestyle, don't smoke, sorry folks, um, drink in moderation, uh, take the vitamins and minerals that you need for your immune system. Then if you get sick, to the next question, yes. There are, there are medications, and, and to that point, um, there's where some of these, these arguments, you know, that you can make both directions, which is why we have to go after the criminal actions that we're doing with 10letters.org so we can deal with the criminal response. Now, I spoke to an attorney earlier today um, who is trying to file a lawsuit on individuals with vaccines. This was a lawsuit that was well in the news. It was poorly filed. They botched it up. Uh, the group is trying to figure out how to refile these lawsuits. Um, I've explained very clearly to the attorney that a lot of the, a lot of the approaches he was going to use, I thought would fail. I think watching these civil suits being filed haphazardly is doing more harm to all of us then help because they're failing miserably and the judges are getting tired of them and the judges are eventually just going to say, well, I'm not going to hear any more of these cases. I don't care how valid it sounds. 
And that's right, where, right. where people are going to get stuck. So the, the, what I explained in, in dealing with this particular case is, yes, the criminal aspect will accelerate all of these civil suits once the criminal case is started. Because right. then it's going to be very clear that the consequences of all of this was due to a crime. Um, but I also pointed out the very obvious things about these vaccines that we touched on briefly earlier, which is the EUAs show they don't work. There's no statistical reduction. The papers, the documents that have research have been published show that it impairs some people's immune responses. There's one and a half million maimed Americans as a result and 32,000 mm-hmm. deaths that nobody can argue with. Um, so we even have though, something that's not demonstrating. Not, hmm? I was just going to say, even though they're trying to hide a lot of the data, the data yeah, right. uh, where we can't see that. And I want to make sure that people understand what I say when I say prophylactic. I'm not just talking about how to prevent <clears throat> This here, I'm talking about also how to treat it. There was measures in place as to how to treat right. the disease as well sure. before with, with they, medicine. with cheaper medicine of going before they went to Remdesivir yeah. and FDA to say, mm-hmm. oh, it's an emergency. Right. We got to get this here right now We when we already had treatment. Right. Uh, Dr. Fleming. Right. Yeah, you know, this is, this is kind of the heart, cart before the horse approach that they took, which is, it's fine if you want to look at a vaccine, although the data would tell you that you're not going to get a vaccine for coronavirus that's going to be successful. Uh, even the influenza virus that doesn't get changed as much has to be done every year. I mean, these viruses have a tendency to, it's called pressure selection. You, you give these vaccines and basically it's like too much antibodies, uh, antibiotics for people. What you do is you kill off the ones that are sensitive to it and you promote the ones that are different enough that they survive. And that's what we've done is we've seen what's called pressure selection. And that's why we have, so I think it's 30 variants right now out of these three different viruses. And, and we've just wow. pushed this. So to, to your point, yes, I think that um, Although it's, you know, this becomes an argument between, you know, who has the power and who has the clout and who's manipulating who. And I've told people that there are drugs that others recommend for this virus, just like there are drugs that people recommend for different rhythms of the heart and other problems that I disagree with. I'm very particular. I'm very uh, methodical. But I've always taken the position that, well, look. If you want to go to Dr. X and you and Dr. X decide you want to do this regimen and it's different than what I would do, well, you're Dr. X's patient and you two have decided this is what you want to do. And I figure one of the two things are going to happen. Um, you're going to get better or you're not. And right. if you're not, you're probably going to look for Dr. Y or Dr. Z or whatever until you eventually right. find somebody like me who's going to say, well, uh, okay, this is the drug you should be on, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to make comments about the other stuff. So I think it's interesting that with our history of, of um, practicing medicine, uh, which some people do better than others, um, that we seem to have adopted the, the we-can't-do-anything policy, right? 
I mean, again, I was there when HIV hit the scenes and we can't do anything wasn't in our vocabulary. Our vocabulary was we need to do everything we can conceivably think of. Um, and, and basically, we saw people with lots of infections going on, and we treat, just basically treated each and every infection. And I bring that up because, you know, when people came into emergency rooms and they had difficulty breathing, I don't know what was going through everybody's brain, but we have always treated people with breathing problems. Right. You may not be able to correct everything, but if you are having a problem breathing, you're not moving air, and your airways right. are narrowing and reactive, we have always treated you with that. And, yes. and you know, that's, that's an issue that th there's going to be some people that have to do some reckoning on their own. Now, they're not responsible for why this started. I just want them to think about you know, that doing protocol. it right for the people, you know? Yeah. Why, why, I mean, why the ventilators, it? yeah, ventilators weren't necessarily a bad thing, but they were set incorrectly. And that we have published data that shows how they should have been set. Wow. Um, and there's ECMO, which is extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, which you can use to get the oxygen to people's bodies and the carbon dioxide out without putting them on a ventilator. Um, right. So there's a whole range of things that were not done as well as I think we should have. And, you know, look, if they want to chase and go play with vaccines, have at it. As long as we also remember, we have to treat people because you can't look at somebody, I think, and say, you know what, Mrs. Jones, um, I can't. Well, I, we did, obviously, but I can't treat you uh, and I don't want to give you any medications, but we're open to have a vaccine in six months. Now, you may be dead uh, because we didn't treat you, but for the people that are lacking, well, we're going to give them a vaccine. Um, yeah, all of those arguments, they're, they're, they're not strong arguments. They're not the types of, uh, first off, they're not the types of arguments you can win because you're getting muddled down in the weeds. You're being lost with the static. Yeah. I used to call it squirrel syndrome. You know, somebody yeah. would you'd get distracted by one thing after another. And we really need to target after these people, take them and address the gain of function, the crimes we know yeah. they've done, remove them from office, punish them in the ways that the juries decide, restructure our healthcare system to address yeah. the problems that have happened, um, not gut the systems and throw them out, We've literally tried to put together, I think, the best systems, education-wise, research-wise. We certainly have put together really good things, but really good things run by really bad people turn out mm -hmm. to have really bad results. Uh, Dr. Flemings, tell people how they can contact you. Um, give out your website again. <clears throat> okay, so the primary one I want folks to go to is what's called 10letters.org. So the number 10 followed by the word letters, L-E-T-T-E-R-S dot O-R-G, 10letters.org. This takes a minute and a half of your life. You, you go to the website, you go to the bottom of the website, it will say build my letter. You click on that, it will give you some spaces to fill in, your name, your address, your, your city, your state, your zip code. Mm -hmm. You punch build my letter and it will build a letter to both your governor and your attorney general. 
You okay. download yeah. that, you print it. You then go to the top and you print, you download the indictment letter, which is a five-page, six-page document signed by myself, Dr. Kevin McCarran, a world premier neurobiologist and animal researcher with prion diseases, Charles Huxley, a former instructor for the U.S. military for weapons of mass destruction, who a year and a half ago told me I was a conspiracy theorist, but now says, oh, he's got documents to prove it. Uh, uh, Dr. Jonna Diner from Germany, um, who's been dealing with this in Germany, Andrew Huff, who worked at EcoHealth, everybody's signature is on this. You download that paper, you print it, you put that with the cover letter, you mail it to your attorney general, you mail it to your governor, and then you tell at least 10 of your friends, 10letters.org, to do the same thing. They do it, and they tell each 10 of their friends. And the goal is to inundate the attorney generals and the governors of these states to tell them to convene a grand jury, a real grand jury of registered voters who have the job of looking at the evidence that they will get and say, yes, we're going to give you a letter to indict these individuals, which means there's going to be a criminal trial. Mm-hmm. And every 50 state attorney generals and the DAs can do this. And you and we will hold these people accountable. That's when we will be able to say, I want to see your emails, your phone records, your research documents. I mean, is COVID-19 a bioweapon is a book that I wrote that puts together where the monies came from, who they right. went to, what mm-hmm. papers were published. In other mm-hmm. words, the bloody fingerprints of these biological viral weapons. So by going to 10letters.org, they can do that. And then if you want more information, FlemingMethod.com has information. There's mm-hmm. another uh, site called Crimes Against Humanity Tour, all put together as one word. That is a site that talks about the, the presentations we did last year, and we will be updating it as we do presentations around the country this year. The goal is to educate the American public, Yes. To empower them with the information and to call them to stand up for other people. Who are they standing up for? They're standing up for their friends and neighbors who have died or been injured. They're standing up for 1.1 million Americans that are dead. Mm -hmm. They're standing up for 1.5 million maimed Americans that have been injured that's been accepted. They're standing up for 32,000 Americans who have died following the vaccine. The next number vaccine to that for death is the swine flu vaccine that killed 53 people. The FDA has pulled every drug off the market that has killed Americans except these drug vaccine biologics. The head of the FDA is one of the people to be indicted. Fauci is one of the people to be indicted. Collins, Dazak, Barrick, Xi Li, Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, the people that were in charge or pushed the development of these biological viral weapons. Mm, they wow. need to have their day in court. Yeah, they can right. lawyer up, as people like to say, and defend themselves 
but the rest of the world is looking at the United States to see if we as a country still have any integrity. It's great. We had a Nuremberg. We went after Nazis who did things that should not have been done. The question is now, will the United States of America have the integrity to look deep within itself and say, we've had people doing bad things and we will hold them accountable and we will show the rest of the world that we will hold them accountable and then we will come to the rest of the world and help you clean up what we helped start. Wow. And you said the key word, Nuremberg Code. That's right. It's like they violated that. Yes. Great, great, great. Um, great Dr. Flemings, we're going to have you back on the show. But thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. Incredible. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here, ladies. Thank you so much. God bless. Incredible. Interesting conversation. Incredible. And we have to petition the our state attorney general. That's right. We have to petition we gotta put a stop to this. We got to put a stop to this. And mm-hmm. I, we had Karen Kingston on yeah. the other night. She's putting together something where they need to recall the vaccines. Right. They need to stop pumping this into people unless we know more about it. And with the things that a lot of these doctors and, diff- and different individuals uh, have been doing is doing their research on it. Right. Okay. And they're realizing that Something is wrong here. Something is wrong, y'all. And some things got to be recorded. It's going to take the will of the people to do it. Well, we talked the whole show. Listen, every day at 11, 21 a.m., we pray. We <laughs> every pray for single you. day. I hope you're praying for us. Prayer changes things. And pray for our country, That's you right. All. Pray that everything that's done Con- in the dark continue will continue to, be to come exposed. to the light. That's okay? right. We were just coming to give y'all the 211. We called the 211 because it's two of us. And we're the ones giving it to you. So in the meantime and in between time, we will see y'all next time right here on Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. Bye. You're watching Lindell TV. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Hey, y'all. Hey. We're Diamond and Silk. Mm-hmm. Join us Monday through Fridays, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on frankspeech.com, Lindell TV, with Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. That's right. Oh, it be going down over here. You know That's it. Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh-huh. Hey. Hey. We want to see your face. Your face. In the place. Boom.